No, go ahead, talk. Faith, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Welcome to another flying solo edition of Just the Word Bros, all the Word Bros, just for a minute. Well, we had guests, um, but I didn't feel like talking to people because uh, my dog passed away this week, so I'm kind of sad. I just didn't really feel like talking to anybody. Well, it makes total sense. R.I.P. Mookie. Yeah, Mookie. Very sad. Very sad. So, um, so yeah, I just didn't feel like chatting with anybody today. I, I don't know. I just... Uh, it didn't feel like it, so we're just going to talk, Kevin and I, and chit-chat a little bit. There's some, uh, I guess, interesting stuff floating around that we could talk about, or we could just talk about us. We, have, about, we, have, some, we have some secret stuff that we can't talk about yet. Whoa. Maybe. Secret stuff. Maybe cool secret stuff. Maybe cool secret stuff. But I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want comics work, you guys. Yeah. But now we, now there's some stuff I can't talk about. But I want to tell you. But now, <laughs> as opposed to us having to listen to, there's some real, there's some stuff that's happening that I want to tell you about that I can't. We get to say it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, it, it, it sucks when you read that on someone's post or, yeah. or Twitter or something. But but when we get to say it on uh, on the on the air on the podcast, it's a little different. Yeah, who knows? It makes me feel very mysterious. I like being mysterious. Well, who doesn't? You know. So it's it's one of the characteristics of of like the the classic action heroes. Mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> yes, I'm pretty excited about being mysterious. So hopefully it all works out. But I, I don't know. With us, it never does. So I don't want to get my. I'm in that weird. I'm in that weird position of like excited, but don't want to get my hopes up. If that makes sense. No, it totally makes like sense. Like there's that. You know, it's it's a seesaw of emotions. Right yes, now. it's like, hey, I'm really excited, but I don't want to get too excited. But hey, I'm really excited. But I don't want to get too excited. Well, it was good cheer you up news. So yeah. either way, like it, it did lift your spirits. More. Yeah. So, so, but we can't tell you guys what. I'm it excited, is. but I don't want to get too excited. We'll talk. We'll talk to each other later without you guys here to tell you to tell each other how awesome we are. Well, again, though, but I think my feeling will still be the same. Like I'm excited, but I don't want it's to get still not too, too excited. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, yeah. I got it. I know, I know exactly what you're feeling because I feel it too. Yeah, I think all of us who are involved in this project feel the same way. We're all excited, but we don't want to get too excited. But it's, it's fun. something we, we've loved and wanted to do for wow, about a, over a year now. Yeah, That's crazy. yeah. So, and we're um, excited. We just don't want to get too excited. Right. Right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk but about something else. I think that's the that's the 
It's like Comics Code. Yes, well, that's just comics in general. It happened over the summer when we were pitching Full Moon Fredo. We pitched Full Moon Fredo somewhere, and we got like, hey, this is pretty good. Um, I'm th- I'm thinking about it. And we were like, oh, that's really awesome. And then so, like, we were in that weird, like, hey, what else do you have? Like, can I see some more of it? Can I see some more of it? So we were excited, but not too excited. But then it didn't work out. But, I mean, that's cool. But, I mean, that's why I'm kind of not getting super excited. Yeah, yeah, because, like, despite what, what we think is that Fredo is a great book and, and, other, and other people have told us that are actually comic pros that Fredo is a great book and that it was um, – I, I, I was going to use a pull quote from Mark Wade. No, should I? No, I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, we, it, it just seems like we can't catch a break. Like we did, we felt like we did something right. And then they were like, but there's this one thing keeping us. And I was like, oh man, that's. I don't even know what you're talking about at this point. Now I'm confused. With Fredo. Um... There was one thing that they didn't like. Uh, who? Lions, Lions. Alterna? Oh, I don't even know how far it got with Lions Forge. Um, that was just a critique of the of the work itself. I don't think that was from the actual publisher. Um, yeah, the stuff from Lions, the stuff. Uh, I don't know how far we got with Lion Forge because that was just a blind pitch, and those are just the worst because you send you work so hard on this book, and then you have to write a pitch for it. And you just send it out into the ether on a on the backs of like positive feelings and goodwill, and then you never hear anything. So you assume that the positive feeling and goodwill were killed on the way. To- I was imagining them on the backs of pegacorns. Yeah, they because, were because I played way too much D and D. you you send your pitch on the back of a pegacorn, save my kingdom, and, and then, then everyone's like, "Nah, son." That shit got struck by lightning and it's dead. <laughs> And then, so yeah, so no, that was Lion Forge. Uh, with Alterna, we got pretty close, and the guy, uh, Peter, who we had on the show, gave us some really good notes. And we were like, okay, we can do that, we can do that. And then um, it was still like, yeah, you know. It's just not a fit for yeah, them. And that's okay. And I, yeah, I mean, but that's not going to upset by that at all. Yeah. It was just kind of weird because. It was just we were so close. Yes. And and it sucks to be that close in comics. Yeah, like I'd rather just I'd rather have a huge what, failure. Yeah, yeah, no, again, I'd rather just hear nothing than like, you know, we really like this, but not enough to do it. And it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that's kind of where we are um, with stuff at the moment. That's Fredo, but don't fret because we're gonna kickstart Fredo because we have this book, and I would like to finish it. I mean, yeah, we'd like to finish Fredo. So so if you guys are listening and you would support a full moon Fredo Kickstarter, then please do when we yeah. do because I would, and we have that Elvis book too that I would like to push through Kickstarter as yeah, well. We, we, we're gonna probably put them both together for one yeah. ginormous book. It'll one, be ginormous Fredo Elvis love fest. One great Kickstarter because that would be fun, and then just you know so we can make so make a couple bucks back on the book and, and then roll that those bucks into other projects. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing we've talked about this year about about Kickstarters, guys. Is uh, we we start talking about using the money we make in Kickstarter to finance new projects. Yeah. So if you like what we've done so far, which we hope you do, then we hope that you would support a Kickstarter to help us do new projects because it's not that we don't want to continue the books we've already done. There's always just been something stopping the production forward on those books. You know, and the we, yeah. Uh, and you, uh, you know, it's just like, 
we we create a book because we'd rather have a book than a pitch, and then we pitch the book and it doesn't get picked up and then it just sits in my garage so it's like it's much better to like hey man well we can finish this and have a whole trade that we can sell at stores or we can just roll money back into the next project so we're just trying to figure it out it's it's comics is a learning curve oh definitely you know? i would definitely say that that's true because we talked about going on with elvis even though it didn't get picked up into issue two but we had uh we got again. We got very close to being that being a published work, and they asked us to change something, and we weren't able to do that. that yeah, so I mean, we you know, were able to make. And schedules didn't work out with uh, with um, Rachel. With Rachel, so we were just like, you know what, man, it was fun. We had a good time with it. Let's just move on to the next thing, and that's what we did. Um, I would still like to take the Elvis idea and pick it clean. For for other projects, yeah, we can do that because the, the, well, some of the ideas we had on that were really funny. Yeah, they were strong, and I would like to use them for other things because sometimes I think that's one of the neat things about books and 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 projects that don't see the light of day is you can just kind of pick its bones, <laughs> you know, for scraps. Sounds so grim right now. I mean, so. that's the way it works, though, you know. Like, why not? You sound like a huge carrion buzzard. Yeah, and that's what you got to do sometimes. Sometimes you got to be a big buzzard and just pick <laughs> things clean, right? I suppose. Like, yeah, it just sounds very grim. I'm just yeah. like, well, that's very yeah. dark, sir. That's a very dark statement. Well, for you me. know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling very goth because Mookie died, so I'm very grim and sad at the moment. I'm very sorry. Oh, Could you, I'm you wearing... maybe watching The Crow would make you feel better? This is this is our, like we'd like you to list on Word Bros if you go there ways to make Bobby feel better. Would watching The Crow make you feel better? Um, you know what? I don't know if that's available on any streaming services. The Crow is one of those things that I've watched fairly recently, and it's still good. It still holds up. Yeah, it still holds up pretty well. <laughs> um, I watched we... it actually last year. Funny enough. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I watched it last year um, um, because I was wondering if it would hold up, and it, it does. does. Yeah, the music is still pretty good in yeah, it. Too. Like everything, yeah, everything yeah. pretty much holds up. It's still a great film. Yeah, I love, I loved the Crow. I saw the Crow in theaters in high school. I did as well. I was a youth. Yeah, it was a great soundtrack too. That Crow soundtrack was awesome. I, bu- I still have the soundtrack. Yeah, that was a good soundtrack. What it had, um, Stone Temple Pilots on it, The Cure, The Cure, um, Henry Rollins. Yeah, it was a good soundtrack. Um. The best yeah, the best soundtrack of our Helmet. youth was Helmet was on that one. Uh, the best soundtrack of our youth though was from the Singles movie, the movie Singles. Really? Did you love that soundtrack? I love that. That was like the grunge starter kit, man. That had everybody on it. Did, were you in the grunge? I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, I was in the grunge. I think well, I thought everybody uh, who was you know our age. Yeah, yeah, our yeah. Age. I mean, like, did did you like what was your favorite grunge band? This is an interesting conversation. This is really my, easy my favorite Seattle band, um, I guess, was Alice in Chains. Me too. Loved Alice in Chains. Yeah, me too. That was my, my Dirt was my jam. Yeah, Dirt was a great record. Facelift, Dirt, yeah. and uh, Jar of Flies. Jar of Flies was great. The one with the one-legged dog was awesome. Uh, Alice in Chains is a great band. I loved Lane Staley's voice. Dude, like, I saw them with Ozzy, and I must have been 15. And I oh, remember, see, that's awesome. I remember having this conversation with with Mrs. Osborne at one point and I was like I was blown away by Allison Chains. <laughs> it was really crazy because the singer came out in a, in a wheelchair because he had broken his leg. Yeah, Lane had broken his foot. No, he and broke his foot. 
yeah. He, yeah. he came up out of the wheelchair to sing the songs, and it was dope. I was just like, what just happened here? Like, this is amazing. Yeah, um, like, I remember. I was also that- really stood. In my defense, I was very fucking high. Okay. Um, well, I mean, Alice in Chains was pretty great. I remember I had a T-shirt that had Lance Daly's X-ray foot on it. Like it was his foot where if where oh really well, yeah 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 I had that T-shirt and like I loved Alice in Chains a lot probably um, I was really into Alice in Chains I was really into the Lemonheads I love I love the Lemonheads I saw them so many times I saw them at the Web Center at ODU when I was in tenth grade because Evan Dando seems like such a nice guy he's a kind of a he was a kind of a hardcore drug addict. Oh, really? Um, I didn't yeah, know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Evan Dana was like a crackhead, like if you go back and read stuff about him. Um, but there were always really cute girls at Lemonhead shows. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. I can always. See that. All the girls loved Evan Dando. Um, so I, I liked going to Lemonhead shows. I think I went to the, see the Lemonheads three or four Did you like Dinosaur Jr. at all? I saw Dinosaur Jr. at the see, Boathouse. Yes, these I are like, all things that I grew up with and that I'm sure you did too. So I yeah. like Dinosaur Jr. I liked Dinosaur Jr. I liked the Lemon. I liked the Lemonheads. I liked... I liked Alice in Chains a lot. I saw, uh, I saw, I was at... Soundgarden. Soundgarden is great. I love, um, Super Unknown's a great record. That may, be my, that may be my favorite record of that kind of era. It was, there's not a bad song on the whole it's, album. It's a goddamn Zeppelin record. It's like, great. Yeah, it's an amazing album. Um, I really liked, uh, I liked Dinosaur Jr. I saw Dinosaur Jr., but I got kicked out of that show because Caius was playing and I was crowd surfing. Caius is great. Yeah, Caius is well. Caius turned out to be Queens of the Stone Age. Like that's which, what they is, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, Caius. I saw Caius when I was a kid. I used to go to shows all the time, and then I got old, and then I never wanted to go. I saw Nirvana at William and Mary Hall, and now I live in Williamsburg. Which oh, is, see, I missed that one. Okay, I didn't get. But to you that know one. that they were there, right? Yeah, were, I, yeah, I didn't get to that one. I saw Smashing Pumpkins at William and Mary Hall, and I, I saw, saw that show. I was at that show. I was at that show, and I saw Stone Temple Pilots at William and Mary Hall. I didn't see Stone Temple Pilots play ever. I never and I it. saw and I saw Tribe Called Quest at William and Mary Hall. Oh, that's great. That was they played for like an hour. It was amazing. I, I saw the only the only bands I saw at William and Mary Hall were Smashing Pumpkins. And okay. Nirvana. And then after the night after I saw. The night before, the night after, I can't remember which one it was because it's a while back now. I saw Tool. No, oh, okay. I went to two concerts in a weekend, which was crazy because I was amazingly exhausted. I don't know why I was so exhausted after, but but at, at that William and Mary Hall Smashing Pumpkins show, Billy Corgan started playing Walk by Pantera, which was crazy. That's awesome. Do you remember? I mean, dude, I don't. Re- I, re- I don't remember. I mean, specifics. I remember I went with three guys that were on acid. They sounded great. Yeah, um, I remember I met Billy Corgan after the show because he was signing autographs. Oh, nice. Um, but, yeah, I don't remember much of the actual concert because, like I said, I was babysitting three people on acid. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, and I drove, yeah, I, I mean, I remember, yeah, that was a great show. Um, that was a good time. I remember that show and the Tool show because uh, that Tool show, I, I had only heard, like, two songs. The, the, back in our time, guys, MTV actually played music. Yeah, it was cool. TV. <laughs> and uh, I had seen two Tool songs, and I was like, I'll buy the ticket. It's not expensive. It's like ten bucks, so I'll go see that. And the Smashing Pumpkins one was like twenty bucks. Yeah, the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, Smashing Pumpkins was awesome though. Yeah, but it was it was totally worth twenty bucks. Because yeah. my favorite Smashing Pumpkins album ever, I don't care what anybody says, is Gish. Gish is oh, a- Gish is a great record. Yeah, I I I like Siamese Dream, and it's good. But Gish is a much better album. Yeah. 
Just my opinion. I, I mean, know. well, I mean, that's why I was saying the single soundtrack, because Drowned is my favorite Smashing Pumpkins song. That's a great song. Yeah, I love that song. Drowned is amazing. Like, that was that single soundtrack was, I mean, Pearl Jam was on it, Soundgarden, um, Smashing Pumpkins, The Melvins, Paul Westerberg. I mean, everybody was on that record. That was like a grunge. That was the grunge. Allison Chains was on that Allison record. Chains, that was the grunge starter kit, dude. Yeah. It was amazing. And the movie was okay. Yeah. The movie. It was okay. It wasn't bad. But really? it wasn't like what you expected because the soundtrack was – it's one of those situations where the soundtrack's – but like Judgment Night, the soundtrack's yeah. way better than the yeah. movie. There you go. We had Allison Chains, Pearl Jam, Chris Cornell – Paul Westerberg, the Love Mongers, who I don't know who they are. Mother Love, Love Mongers, the Love Mongers are uh, Nancy Wilson and. Uh, and oh, it's Ruffin. Heart. Okay, all right. Yeah, Nancy uh, Wilson from Heart. Mm-hmm. And then what? Mother Love Bone, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Mud Honey, Jimi Hendrix, Screaming Trees, Screaming Trees, Screaming Trees, Super Sleeper Band. They're great. Yeah, um, Mark Lanigan. He's got I, a great voice. I don't know if you listen to a lot of the Mark Lanigan solo stuff, but it's real no. fucking. It's fucking. Is it? Good. Yes. Well, I mean, like, he sings on the Queens of the Stone Age record songs for the deaf, and my favorite songs on albums are the ones that he sings. Oh, wow, I had no like, idea. Yeah, Lanigan's all over that album, and it's fucking awesome. I actually have, I actually have that on vinyl. It's red vinyl. It's, it's awesome as shit. Queens of the Stone Age is just great. They're a fucking awesome band. I've seen them live at OzFest twice. And they were, and one time they were getting booed because they're more stoner rock and they're more rock and roll than what people expect at Ozfest. And Josh Holm got on the microphone and said, "Like you're booing us, but did you guys get a call from Ozzy's wife asking you to play the show?" (laughs) (laughs) And it was Um, amazing. And I was uh, like, "Yes." And and to be fair, Josh Holm is like six foot eight, like he's gigantic. All the dudes. In, here's the funniest thing ever about Tool. I met Tool before, and they were uh, they were really nice, uh, which they didn't have to be, but they were super nice. And everybody in that band is ginormous, except for Maynard, who yeah. like I towered over that guy, and I'm not super tall for. Well, the drummer for Tool is like seven foot tall. He was he was about six eight. Yeah. The guitar player was about six four, and the bass player was at least six two. Like Josh, when I interviewed Josh Home at uh, the Norva when they played way back in the day, I mean, he was like huge. He was massive, this massive ginge, and he's amazing. And, and there's another dude that's massive in rock and roll that, that you wouldn't expect. Uh, he's about 6'5", I would say, Zach Wild. Oh, Zach Wild's big? Okay, I can see that. He's a and he's big, broad too. Yeah. He's a broad. He looks like a fucking Viking, and I thought he was gonna be like mean to us when we played with him. And he was super nice. He comes in with a pail of beer from the venue, and he goes, "Hey guys, a pail like, like an actual like an actual bucket? actual like metal pail, like a bucket <laughs> with beer." Oh, I thought you made it was just like a bucket filled with beer, like liquid in it. Like, no, that would have been crazy. This is the best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome, but yeah. that, that's not what it was. With ice and an actual canned beer in it, and it had PBR in there, the official beer of Richmond College college students. Uh-huh. If you went to VCU, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. It's a dollar PBR is on like Wednesday. And so he came in with that and set it down and was like, hey, this is what we drink. And so I got, I got made sure you guys got one too. He's That's like, nice. And that was very nice of him. Yeah. And, he's got the, and like he looks like a giant, ginormous like Viking redneck, uh-huh. but he had a Jersey accent. I was like, <laughs> and it, I didn't know he was from Jersey. Like I don't like I. It's not like I knew a lot about Zach Wild before that show. And I was like, where are you from? And he was like, Jersey. And I was like, oh, I hear it. Like, okay, cool. Like I'm from New York. And he's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like so, 
and he sat down, had a beer with us, talked a bit, and then left. And I was That's like, cool. that was kind of surreal, guys. Yeah. I, I never imagined in my life I'd be doing that. <laughs> Zach Wild. He was very nice. That's very cool. huge, though. Yeah. Um, Billy Corgan's also gigantic. Really? He's very tall. <laughs> he looks like he wouldn't be. Billy Corgan's pretty tall. He's a pretty tall guy. I remember that. Um, Dan He's Jack- married to the girl who plays bass for uh, Perfect Circle. Is she? I didn't know that. And Dan Jack White is huge from the White Stripes. He looks huge though. He's he looks big. Tall. He's big as shit. And he beat the fuck out of that. You ever remember that band? The, that band, the Von Bondies. Yes. Um, I guess like Jack White produced their record and didn't get like proper credit on the album. So like he went into like a bar where that guy, the singer from the Von Bondies, was and just beat the fuck out of him. Really? Yeah. And nothing I mean, happened to him? That's I mean, crazy. What did I you mean, hear about this? Is it, like, a it, happened in like, it happened in like the 2000s. Hang on. Uh, let me see. I'll Google it. Uh, this is like the fourth time I've told this story recently because I told Stephanie. Because um, they did that song, Come On, Come On, that's on Rescue Me. Yeah. That's how I knew him. That's how I knew him, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jack White, I mean, he beat the shit out of this guy. Let me see if I can get the screen share. Uh, I guess like that he was mad because he didn't get enough credit on the album for producing the record, and like Jack, this is what Jack White did to this dude. <laughs> Damn. I'm, I'm, so what I'm, I'm saying, hang on, I'll screenshot with you. So what I'm saying is, if you ever get the chance, don't fuck with Jack White. Look what Jack White did to this guy's face. I can't see it yet. Look I mean, at it. Oh my god. <laughs> Either Jack White's a bad dude, or this guy's a total like fucking sissy. They beat the fuck out of that guy. Yeah, come on, come on. He beat, he you, he beat your ass. <laughs> yeah, son, your shiner's your shiner's huge. Dude, look, his whole fucking face is purple, man. You look like a boxer. He got that, beat down. That was the one show when I worked in radio because, like, I didn't. I hated going to shows because it was like going to work because there were like record people there and like the right. program director. So it was almost like going to a job. Mm-hmm. Um, said I didn't go to a lot of concerts. I saw Queens of the Stone Age. I saw like the Afghan Wigs. I saw Ryan Adams. I saw Jurassic Five, which was really cool. Jurassic Five was great. I, I smoked, saw. I, I smoked weed with those dudes. That was pretty rad. Um, <laughs> uh, so I only saw like a limited number of shows, and the White Stripes were coming, and I was super excited. And then I guess like Jack White broke his hand, and probably from beating that guy's ass. And they oh, never. God. And they were supposed to like come back at a later date, and they never did. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Same thing happened with the Beastie Boys. I was supposed to see the Beastie Boys. I saw the Beastie Boys. Mm, I don't like you. We're not, we're, we've become less friends right at that moment. I'm sorry. I did get to see the Beastie Boys. All, that was one band I always wanted to see, and I had tickets to see them. It was this lineup. It was Beastie Boys, Rage Against the Machine, at the drive-in. Where is that at? It was going to be at RFK Stadium in D.C. My sister and I got tickets to go because my sister, Aaron, is a huge Beastie Boy fan. Like, we fucking love the Beastie Boys. We always have. And we loved Rage and at the driving was awesome. Yeah, the driving's great, yeah. Fucking Mike D flipped his bike and broke his collarbone. And they, they postponed the whole tour. <laughs> Never got to see. I still got the t- – Aaron, my sister, still has the tickets. Dude, you could have done the Mike D parts. You should have just done I mean, I should have – Anybody could do the Mike D parts. He's part. my least favorite Beastie Boy. Right, right. Um, which is weird because when we interviewed the Beastie Boys, he's the one I inter- we interviewed on the radio show. But he was surprisingly cool. Like, I was like, dude, I hope we get to talk to MCA or Adrock. That'd be so awesome. And it was like, you guys get Mike D. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like we said that off the air in the program director's office. Mm. But he was still really nice. Like he was still very cool. It's kind of funny the way you did it. Oh, dang. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. He was my least favorite Beastie Boy. I understand why. My, my D's got the weakest rhymes. I don't even know if he's got the – I just – I never cared for his delivery. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, his delivery's yeah, – yeah. Like, Ad-Rock's got that kind of, like, very energetic, kind of high-pitched voice, and then MCA's very kind of cool and, like, laid-back kind of flow. I, I never – I was just never really a big fan of Mike I D. I feel like Mike D was screaming at me for some odd reason. Maybe. I don't know. I know. It could be that. But he was really I don't nice. Like screaming at me. You can scream at me and I'll still like your music. It was a good, I mean, he was good. It was a good interview. I love, I fucking love the Beastie Boys. When Ad Rock died, I was, I mean, when MCA died, I was so bummed out. That shit don't, curse, don't curse Ad Rock, man. Don't do that to him. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. To, I love Ad Rock, but I was really sad. I was sad. Too. When MCA died, that was a bummer. I was really sad when Tip died, too. Cute when, uh, excuse me, when um, Five Dog died from Tribe Called Quest. That really yeah. bummed me out, too. It was like a it was it was like a bad year that year. So. Yeah, and, and Prince died, and we were bummed. We were David Bowie died. We were bummed about that. Yeah, because yeah, we have conversations about that. I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's death. Just, death is a part of life, bro. You know, <laughs> it's so grim. This is such a grim. Let's talk about something more fun. Death. No, not death. Is a part of life, bro. Yeah, I understand. I understand. You know. We should talk about, do, do you know that Disney bought Fox? I don't care. Okay. It scares me um, because now what is Fox going to do with all that money they just made? They didn't sell their news division, so now I think they're just going to go buy CNN and be like, fuck you guys. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, you know, I don't know how much. Uh, I, I mean, like, I know I should be excited about, like, oh, man, a Fantastic Four movie. But maybe, you know what, here's an idea. Maybe the Fantastic Four just isn't a great movie property. I don't know. I mean, if, if, okay, like if you if, if given given the chance, who would you cast as Reed Richards? Um, George Clooney. Good, good pick. Now, who would you cast as Ben Grimm? I don't think it matters as much because he's in the makeup. But I would stick. I would stick with Vic Mackey. Yeah, I thought he did a great job. He was wonderful. I thought so too. I, that was the highlight of that Fantastic Four movie. I felt. Yeah, he was great. He was the best part of the, the of the film. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, now, who would you cast as the Invisible Woman? Um, Sue Storm. I mean, uh, Sue Storm. I would make yeah. her. Pff, I'm old, so I'm gonna say Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not say Uma Thurman. I love Uma. I, I, I would disagree with you there. I love her. You love Uma Thurman? Oh yeah, I think she's great. And um, if I'm going an older read, I'm gonna go an older. Uh, Sue, because I'm of I'm of the mindset like it's okay to have people in your movies older than like 24, right? Like, oh, I'm okay with that. That's, that's okay, fun. you know. Like, you can make a TV show or a movie without having like young, handsome ass people in it. Like, like that's my whole problem with the CW space universe. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like the whole CW universe, everybody in it is 24 and ripped. Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking of of like Jessica Chastain. I don't even know. I don't even know who that is. Well, look her up. Jessica. Jessica Chastain would be a good Sue. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Eh, I guess maybe she's only five four, bro. I, I don't think Sue. And Sue she's playing. And she's playing Mystique. It, when. 
When did you play Mystique? First look, Dark Phoenix Images reveals Jessica Stassane's new look for What's-Her-Face. For Mystique, okay. Well, I mean... I I don't know I thought I I didn't know she was playing Mystique but that's who I would uh, Josh Brolin can do it so can she. Uh, what what about Anne Hathaway, bro? Anne Hathaway could be Charlize Theron would be a good. Fucking well, yeah, she's a good older Sue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's, I think she's too serious an actress to, to be in a Marvel. Charlize movie. Theron, you never know. I mean, I mean, if they pay, they get paid. Jack, that might that yeah, because that Atomic Blonde movie, she she could definitely pull it off. That movie was dope. That was yeah, I like, didn't get to see it. Yet. It, it was great. I just saw. Um, I just saw Lucky Logan, and and I saw. Oh, Logan. how was that? It was very good. I like Soderbergh films, though, so um, I was not surprised that I liked it because I like Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, I like Steven Soderbergh too. I thought he quit movies. Did he? Did he quit movies for a while? Like, yes, yes. He was doing TV shows. He was doing a, the Girlfriend Experience because he is yeah. that girl who is the what's her name Sasha Gray, who is a uh, a lady of the of the XX. Ex video realm. She a prostitute, yo. And the and the and the show she is. So it's really weird because it feels almost like a documentary. So it's just crazy. Because uh, I watched it because I like Soderbergh stuff, and I was like, I don't know if I can get into this. It was too it was too much for me. I, I believe like I was like I don't know how I feel about this. It's weird. Um, um, but it was on Netflix for a while, so you could watch. It was called the Girlfriend Experience. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I just thought it was like softcore porn. I never watched it. Yeah, kind of, but kind of with a plot. It was it was very strange. I okay, thought. it's all right. So it's plotty softcore porn. All yes, right. yes, yes. Right. But uh, directed by Soderbergh, so it was like right. okay. that's why I watched it. I was like, okay, Steven Soderbergh has something to do with this. I'll check it out. Um, so I like Lucky Logan, and Coco was amazing. Yeah, I heard I heard Coco was cool. I'm gonna take the kids to see that. You should. It was amazing. It was great. Uh I I loved it. Uh Connor he liked it. I don't think he loved it as much as I did, but he, he was like, Yeah, I really liked it. That's all he said. But All right, Dad, enough. Jeez. Now I got all choked up at one point. It's just a movie. Stop being such a nerd. I got all choked up and gave him a hug at one point and he was like like he gave me this look over the popcorn. I'm like, get the hell off of me. Like <laughs> you a crazy old dude. Like so, it was it was kind of funny because I got all choked up and my eyes started watering. And I like, oh, here, like I gotta hug you now because this is a movie about family and I love you so much. And he was just like, I'm trying get to get your hands off me, Dad. Yeah, I'm trying to eat my popcorn and watch this movie. Screw you. Stop being such a nerd. I was like, I felt so rejected for a minute. Um, so there's that, and uh, I don't know, man. Uh, have you read any comics this week or no? Uh, I read some of that if anthology that we're in. Um, some pretty good stuff in there. I'm pretty. I, I'm honored and flattered to be in that. Oh yeah, it was great. And like I said, I'm still flipping through the. Um, I'm still trying to prepare for our adventure next Friday. Guess what? I guess what I read. What? I read the Rosenberg Punisher. Oh, cool. How was that? It was good. Okay. Good. I like it. Good. All right. I have to go to the comic shop and pick it up. I got I got the first issue of the Mark Wade Captain America, but I haven't read it yet. Okay, I'm really excited about that one too. I've heard really good things though. Okay. I've heard that it's very it's very very good. So, and I also picked up the um, the Doctor Strange. Oh, that's cool. Okay, all right. Donny Cates is Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, I picked up the Doctor Strange. I picked mm-hmm. up the the Captain America, and I picked up the Punisher because I'm like, all right, these are all supposed to be like really good jumping on points, so I'm gonna check them all out and see what Marvel's doing. 
And if I want more, I'll, I might wait for the trade. I might go and buy more. Depends on how good it is. Now the Rosenberg Punisher is definitely good enough to buy the next issue. Okay. Um, the rest I can't say yet, but I'll have read them by next week because tomorrow I'm off, so I'm going to read some of that stuff. I really want to read um, that Mark Wade Punisher, that Wade and Sammy Punisher. It looks It looks amazing. Oh, you mean Captain America? Yeah. Yeah. looks yeah, cause, awesome. Because I have it. I have it. it, it the art is, is really good in it. It's very yeah, I mean, his art is fucking great. That's why. <laughs> you know? So I, I liked it. So from what I – like, I, I flipped through it just to see, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Because somebody had said he's he's back, but he's got the 1944 shield. The, oh, that's cool. The triangular one. Whatever, so dude. Like, as long as it's good, I don't give a shit. No, I don't care either, but I was like, does he really have that shield? And I flipped through the book, and I was like, I don't see it in this issue. So I don't know. As long as I don't have to know what happened to him, because I don't, and I don't I'm, – I'm not going to lie. I don't care. No, I didn't – here's the funniest thing about that that angle that they took with that. They're like, oh, like Captain America is a, a Hydra agent. And I was like, eh, yeah, no, that's not going to stick. And I, <laughs> I'm not interested in that story. Like, that's yeah. not what I'm interested in. Sorry, Nick Spencer, I'm not that interested. And then all these people, outrage, outrage, outrage. Yeah, we're selling books. Outrage, outrage, outrage. We're burning your book. Like, I was just like, yeah, not that interested. Yeah, me neither. I was like, that's not a Captain America story I want to read. Yeah, me neither. So, I, and it's really weird because... I tried to get into the new Spider-Man when they brought him back before the movies or whatever last year when Slot did the Return of Spider-Man. But then the library, before I read that, the, the library had Superior Spider-Man. And Which so is I great. Read, yeah. I read that. Yeah. And I liked it a lot. Oh, yeah, that was really good. And I was like, I shouldn't like this. It's almost criminal how much I like this. Yeah, it was great. I'm into it. I'm, I, I could deal with Doc Ock Spider-Man. Yeah, so. I liked it a lot. For like he could stay Spider Man and I'd be okay with that. It was it was just a different different path for the character. It was uh, just a way different thing than I'd ever seen for Spider Man and then a lot of the changes I kinda dug. So I yeah. was like, Oh, red and black suit. That's different. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love I I feel the same way you did. I don't think I didn't want to like that, but man, I, I, sure I wanted to hate it, dude. I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna tear this apart. I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna be like Fuck you, Dan Slot. And then I read it and went, okay, I can't say that. This is so good. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, you're... I like it. Like I yeah. don't want to, but I do. Yeah. I want to know more. <laughs> so, I read that whole thing. It was fantastic. Um, I tried reading then when they brought Peter back, but then he just kind of then he just kind of came back. He was like Iron Man. Like it was the same kind of like, well, Spider Man is Peter Parker's bodyguard, and Peter Parker runs like some conglomerate business or some shit. I was like, yeah. You weren't mm. sure how you felt about that. Me either. And then he uh, was still being friends with the midget girl that Octavius was yeah, yeah. in Marconi. And then uh, Peter was kind of like not sure that they had a relationship. I was like, I don't know what. He's like, I don't know what the hell I've been doing kind of thing. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, I'll still help you. And he tried to explain to her what happened, which was crazy. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Somebody told me like, if you were like, hey, man. Sorry for being your friend the past two years. There was there was a different dude in my body. <laughs> like, well, I mean, Slot's been writing Spider Man now at least for like five years. Yeah, he's he's actually got probably the longest running Spider Man series since uh, Stanley. It has to be because I mean I remember they were right. He was writing it when I moved here, and that's it'll be five years 
around Christmas time. So yeah, he's been writing that book fucking forever. Um, it, it must be what I would have to say from a comics writing perspective is it's gotta be hard to come up with that many ideas to do with the same character. Yeah. What do you think? Um, yeah. Um, I think it's also kind of fun cause you can just plant seeds and then maybe go back to them a year later and those seeds can turn in. You can really slow tell a story, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't th- shit. Five years of Spider-Man stories, dude, that's crazy. Do you think, do you think you have five years of Spider-Man? Fuck no, I don't think I'd have like an issue of a Spider-Man story in me. Cause like, I just don't, like, I love Spider-Man. I just don't, I just wouldn't know what to do with him. Like, I, I would, start thinking about stuff like that. So this is something that, that we have talked about before, but just not in front of listeners. But like, I, I think about that stuff. Bobby really doesn't. Cause he's like, don't. Oh, I'm not going to get a chance to write Spider-Man. Like, yeah, I'm not going to waste my brain power on it. Like I look at yeah, Spider-Man. If you did, that's what I go. I go, but yeah, but if you did, what would you do? With I have to cook something know. up. They'd have, to, they'd have to ask me. And then I think of something. You know? And then I'm like, well, I'm thinking of stuff now. No, don't waste it. Like, we'll do something else. <laughs> I mean, I look at Spider-Man and, and Batman are like the two gigs. Like, that. those are the two biggest comics in the industry. Yeah. Now, what, I mean, what would you do for Batman? I have lots of Batman ideas, but I would never – here's the thing with Batman. I'm not comfortable with this, like, dark Miller – this dark uh, night. Frank Miller-esque version of Batman that everybody seems to be into. Like, I'm not into that version. Yeah. But people would probably hate what I wanted to do. Because I would bring Batman back to that long Halloween sort of of more detective Batman. Because that Batman is a lot of fun to me. Yeah. I'm I'm not into punch him in the face Batman. Well, I haven't read any of Tom King's Batman, so I don't know what he's doing with it. Um, I read the first... Five or six of those? Uh-huh. Um, I didn't hate it, but then he said he, he actually Tom said, "Go ahead and start with this one if you don't like." Because he asked me what I thought of the first issue when I was talking to him at Richmond Comic Con, and I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm not into Batman landing the plane and the Gotham girl thing, Gotham guy, Gotham girl. I can't remember the guy's name. It's something different, but." Um, Gotham Man and Gotham Girl or whatever. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about all that. I was like, I don't think it's terrible, but I'm just not sure how I feel. Yeah. He said, start at this issue and you'll like it better. So, um, and I've heard it got better, but the thing was, I stopped buying, I was buying all the DC Rebirth books. I stopped okay, buying. all right, all right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man, like, uh, I don't know what I would do with Bat. I don't know, like, I would make Batman, like, more like fucking 1966 Batman. <laughs> Or he'd be fucking bat too. They have a specific book for that. I know, they do. I think he would do really well at that, though. Jeff Parker writes that book. Um, I probably have more ideas for that than I would for, like, serious Batman. And then, um, I don't know, I would maybe do more Tim, uh, uh, what's his name, Tim Burton Batman stuff. Really? I love Tim Burton Batman. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I love the, like, Michael Keaton to me is Batman. I know that sounds weird, but Michael Keaton is Batman. In my head. Vulture now, man. Sorry. He was great as the Vulture. I, I mean, I only saw like the last half of that movie, but the kid who the kid who played Spider Man was I. That movie should have just been called The Vulture. Michael Keaton dominated, <laughs> which is which is funny because if you're if you're old enough to remember when the Michael Keaton Batman came out, everybody talked about everything everything else but him. 
Yes. And so that's the way I felt about the Spider-Man movie. It's like everything is good about that movie uh, is him, is Michael Keaton. He was amazing in that. I mean, he just crushed well, The kid it. before him, did you like him? Andrew I, didn't, I didn't see those movies. I thought he really? was too. I thought he was too handsome. Really? Yeah, I thought he was too good looking to be Spider-Man. And this I mean, kid is, is not too good looking. Yeah, he's got. He's like a little more dork to me. Like that one kid, that Andrew Garfield kid's too good looking. Wow, that's a crazy take on that. I yeah. thought he did a great job. He's too like handsome. That. Too handsome. I, I liked. I liked the first one. The second one, not so much. Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man. Say what you will. Fight me. At me, son. At me. At me. <laughs> <laughs> Tobey Maguire's the deal. I thought he was okay. Funny enough, I, when I watched the third Spider-Man movie in that Sam Raimi series, I personally thought Topher Grace would have made a better Peter Parker than, than Tobey Maguire. I could see that. Topher Grace looks like Peter Parker from the comic books, dude. I could see that. I mean, I could see that. He's scrawny. Um, he, 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 he totally does nerd well. Like, yeah. you've seen enough episodes of that 70s show where he's, he seems very, like, the most intelligent character on the show. So, as Eric, so... Um, I was like, when I was watching, I'm like, why'd they cast him as Eddie Brock? He would have made a great Spider-Man. I, I, I mean, I, that makes sense. I was like, he'd be the perfect casting if he wasn't 30-something now. Like, <laughs> if he wasn't like 50. If he wasn't 30-something, he'd make a great Spider-Man because Marvel never wants to cast 30-something Spider-Man. They always want Spider-Man in, in high school. And but I think know. that's part of the problem with Spider-Man is like, dude, just fucking age him. Who gives a shit? I mean... His audience got older. We're all older now. Like, have like, you ever read the the Kari Andrews book, Spider Man Rain? Yeah, I love that book. That was awesome. It's like it's 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 older Spider Man. Yeah, I and really it enjoyed works that. Really well. Yeah, it's a yeah. great concept. Yeah. I was like, this is a really good book. I got to agree with you on that. I like that a lot. Um, and I and and, and it was and very he, sad because um, what Mary Jane got cancer from his fucking radioactive. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like that. Like it was real weird, uh, but it was good. Like it was a good book. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely was a strange book. For yeah. it was a, a definite, definitely a different twist on Spider Man. Yeah. And I was expecting to not really care for it, but I got into it. Like the first arc, the first few, I want to say few pages. It would be about the first half. I was a little unsure of where it was going and how I was going to like it. And then once it started picking up, I was like, Oh, this is actually really cool. Like, yeah. I like it. so, um, but yeah, I, I got that. And, uh, that's funny enough. That's, um, probably the least kid friendly Spider-Man book to read, but my child gravitated to it cause it's a hardcover. And I bought it when the library had their, the library has an annual sale. Oh, okay. 50 cents. So I was like, it's a Spider-Man book. Connor, I, Connor will read it because he likes Spider-Man. And then you saw Spider-Man's peen in that one, right? No. He was in it. And I know in some of them he's nude, but then in other ones they covered him up and just gave him tidy whities Yeah, they, he's covered up. In that. He's got tidy whities in that one because I know in a couple of them he had his Spider-Man peen hanging out. I'm glad that he didn't see that because then I would have got questions. But uh, <laughs> Why is Spider-Man not wearing pants? <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't wear underwear. That's weird, Dad. Well, I mean, not everybody wears underwear, kids. Welcome to real life. <laughs> sometimes you got to go commando, son. Yeah, sometimes. You never know. <laughs> you never know. It's going to be out there. So, I mean, hold you back. <laughs> it, it was weird. But we do have those conversations about what would you do with. And, and – well, who would you pitch if you had a chance to pitch? There's a good question. What do you if mean? They're like, if, they're, if DC's like, pitch us whatever character you want to write in the whole DC universe, who would you pitch? Who would I 
what character would I? I don't know. Um, yeah, we're I, going DC for a second. DC, I would like to do like a Hawkman story. That would be great. Because I like Hawkman, and I, I mean, Hawkman's one of those characters, I think, that has kind of no history. Like, people know who Hawkman is because they see him, and, like, you could just kind of, all right, n- n- you know, the ninth metal stuff, he's got fucking wings, all right, let's make some shit up, and just see what happens. The coolest thing the coolest thing about it is you're the only dude I know that always talks about how, how cool Hawkman is. That's dude, I mean, I mean, he's a fucking he dude with that that mask with the beak and the eyes, and he's got these giant wings, and he carries a fucking mace. I mean, come on, that's, that is badass. <laughs> I mean, my like, favorite thing. Yeah. Hawkman just looks badass. He, I mean, am I wrong? No. I, I think it's a fun take. Like, when you, whenever I see you get excited about Hawkman, I, love I Hawk think Man. it's one of my favorite things ever. I mean, like, what's not to like? He's I just, think that's a great idea. So he's if, just, if you ever, I would I mean, join you on that Hawkman. Yeah, I mean, I would like to do Hawkman as, like, shit, maybe even do it like a Green Lantern core where there's, like, a, a Hawkman core and, like, different, different, Lots of people wear the mantle of Hawkman and like they patrol around space and like fight aliens and stuff. That's 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 not that's not terrible. It's probably been done. Um, I don't know, but I don't see. I don't. I'm here's the thing. I'm not familiar with that. Familiar. I, I know about the nth metal mace. I know about the Vanagarian stuff, but I don't know enough to go. Yeah, like. Like, what I need to do is read a bunch of Hawkman stuff and then go, okay, based yeah, on... Yeah, but that's the hard part, too. It's even kind of hard to find. Like, there's not tons of it, you know? I, I found some Hawkman stuff, and I almost bought it for you. Okay. Like, there's some, I know there's some Jeff Johns Hawkman stuff. And... It was older than that. It was, like, it was like Bronze Age Hawkman oh, okay. in, in, a, in a hardcover omnibus. Interesting. And I was like, I should buy this for Bobby, because he would read the shit out of this. I'd read it, because, I mean, it's just one of, the, it's one of those things that, like... I, don't know. I was very tempted. I was like, I'm, I'm really close to buying this Hawkman thing, because Bobby would totally shit. He'd be like, Dude, where the fuck did you find this crazy shit? Because right. <laughs> last year you got Swamp Thing. Because you're like, I want to finish that Swamp Thing. It was good. It's on my bookshelf. I love that Swamp Thing run. Is I mean, of course it's amazing. I mean, it's Alan Moore Swamp Thing. You know, that's what I would probably want to do. Would be, but, but, but see, before I did that, I think, I think we would crush a, a Booster Beetle. You've said that before. But man, I love Booster Gold. Just, just, to, just so you people know, I love Booster Gold. <laughs> a lot. Like more than it's more than any human being should love a, a superhero character. Like if DC was like, what would, like, oh, we're gonna give you the keys to the kingdom. Here's Batman. I'm like, ah, can I pass on Batman? <laughs> go directly to Booster Gold. I want Booster Gold. I don't need to collect the two hundred dollars. I don't need to pass go. Can I just do that? And if they said. Are you sure? I would say positive because I know I'll crush this Booster Gold. Yeah. But Batman, I'm I may fail. But Booster Gold, I got this. Got this all day long. I yeah, and I don't think there's a lot of pressure with a book like Booster Gold and Beetle. I mean, like people have ideas, yeah, but it's not like you. <sighs> yeah. Booster Gold is just such a great character. Booster. I really enjoyed Booster Gold in New in um, Fifty Two. I thought he was great in Fifty Two. I, I love him in everything. I've not seen an incarnation of Booster that I don't love. So I, Booster was on the Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah. And my son was watching it, and Booster Gold was on there. And I sat down and watched the entire episode with him. And he's like, what are you sitting here for, my Booster Gold? Booster Gold's like, I swear, I had nothing to do with this. And he's like, Batman's like, hmm, were you messing around in the past? He goes, maybe a little. <laughs> and I was like, I love Booster Gold. He's my favorite. Yeah, That's he's, why he's my favorite. Yeah, Booster. What's up, Booster? 
I love booster. So uh, that was that would be me. Now Marvel, what, where, I already know mine. My first, it, it, they're like you can have whatever you want to write. Uh, you would do you would do Iron Fist. Yes, I would yeah. do Power Man, Iron yeah. Fist. Power I don't know what I would do. Like I, it'd have to be both of them. It couldn't be just one or the other. Like if they're like giving me an option, I'm like Heroes for Hire, Power Man, Iron Fist. I have ideas. Let me do it, please. Okay, so yeah, because I, I, I kind of figured I knew that was going to be your answer. I don't know what I would do for um, – I would like to do like a – I would love to do like a Thing 2-in-1, like a Marvel team-up, like the Thing and somebody else. I'd love to write the Thing doing anything because yeah, the I, Thing is one of my favorite characters. I'm not I, big on the Fantastic Four. but I, I, like see, I, lo- I love the FF. They're my favorite team. The Thing solo run that they did where he left the Fantastic Four because of the Thing with Johnny and Alicia – and he left, and he was on his own, and then he was, like, in those weird worlds and stuff. Uh-huh. I love that run. Yeah. I love that. Like, it was – It's probably John Byrne. It, it was fantastic to me as a child. I thought yeah. it was amazing. So, yeah, I would he just, was wearing the black tights then. And that's when – um, yeah, and, like, that's when they – I love the, the two-in-one, the, the Marvel team-up with the thing and whoever. I think Chip Zdarsky's doing a Marvel team-up book with the thing. I think it's the I thing. would read that. I think it's the thing in Johnny just kind of going around. Look, I think they're, and I actually think they're looking for Reed and Sue. They haven't told you where Reed and Sue are? No. Well, I mean, because at the end of Hickman's Hickman's thing, um, they are kind of creating new universes with Reed. They're like with, um, with their son, with Franklin, they're kind of outside of the time stream, if you will. Um, See, I never liked Franklin Richards. Tattletail has never been my thing. We not hear you, man. I mean, whatevs. He's cool. Yeah, I just never got into it. I mean, Fantastic Four as a whole has never been my thing, but I've ever I always liked the thing. Yeah, the thing's great because he's like an everyman. He's, yeah, he's some guy made of rocks who kind of hates it uh, in a world of heroes and uh, villains being kind of repowered to the nth degree. The thing is just made of rocks, and he's strong. Like, think about, like, the Hulk has been powered up so much, and yada, 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 he does this stuff. Wolverine has all this new stuff from when he was – the thing is just strong and made of rock. Like, that's his thing. Like, yep, I'm just made of rock. I fight stuff. You know, I get beat up a lot. I love the thing. I hate being made of rock. It sucks. Yeah, he's the original, like, whoa, he's like, whoa, is me, dude. I love him. Yeah, I love the thing. Yeah, he's like like our friend Alfredo. Oh, dude, I'm so so terrible. (laughs) Being me is the worst. <laughs> I would just write the thing like Alfredo Torres, a friend of mine who's a Puerto Rican guy from the Bronx, who's like who has the same kind of complex. Oh, dudes, everybody hates me. Oh. I love I love your Fredo. Wow. Ah. Well, the funny the Fredo voice and my mom voice are exactly the same. I know, I know. So, if you know me, Freddy Stretch. Well, there you go. Oh, don't do that, man. Well, I mean, you know, whatever, dude. Whatever, dog. I got to work on that script for Hoyt so we can get that thing. Um, well, well, we're going to do that, though. Yeah, I got to get that thing. I new. like that idea. So yeah. do I. I think it's fun. Yeah. I think it's fun. 
and, and so the, that there you go. Like now we have like ideas of what we would pitch to those companies. So if we ever get to work for Marvel DC and you hate not. those properties, or not, it might not happen. It might. I just want this. I just want this thing to to recall it. I just want this one thing that we've been talking about to happen. That's all. Oh, dude, if that happens, I'm gonna be. If that <laughs> happens, we're gonna have a special episode. How about that? We're just going. Yeah. <laughs> it would be us being stupid. All right. I might actually get drunk before I get on here. What? You gonna blaze up till the days up, bro? You gonna get? Oh, no, I haven't been drunk since before my son was born. I've been buzzed at Heroes Con, and you guys laugh at me. Gonna get toe up from the flow up. I'll be drunk. I'll just get genuinely drunk, <laughs> and then I'll be like, I am fucked. And up. I'll be like, I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been drunk since before my son was born. I think. Well, there you yeah, go, my friend. I was lay on the floor. No, he was born already, but I was lay on the floor like because the floor was cold, drunk, not not hungover, but I was so drunk that I stayed drunk for like the next whole day. <laughs> That's funny. And I remember who was with me. Steve Fillmore was with me, this dude, and we went out and we we got hammered, and he was so hammered he couldn't find his headlights, and we thought it was funny. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna die. That's what's gonna happen here tonight. You can't find your headlights because you're hammered. You shouldn't be driving. I know I'm too hammered to be driving. You should pull over. We should call a cab. That's probably the smartest thing we could do right now since you can't find. I found my headlights. I was like, oh, that's a relief because I was well, I was worried I was gonna pretty much fucking die. There you go. Now you're not dead. I, I, I didn't die. I, I obviously made it home. You're very but I don't remember well. the trip over the bridge, and I remember lots of laughter. Right. So if I did die, it would have been I would have had fun dying. There you go. Kind of crazy. Well, you know what? I'm glad you're alive. I, well, thank you, man. I'm glad you're alive too. Glad you're alive. <laughs> glad you're alive. I wasn't driving the car, so I just. Well, that's pretty smart too. I was. Yeah. Well, I can't risk with my day job losing yeah. my life. So I'm like, okay, well. Like, you're going to have to drive because I'm getting hammered, but I'm not going to get drunk. But then, of course, he's like, just one more drink. And I'm like, okay, I can't say no. I'm at this yeah. point, it doesn't matter anymore. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about? Nah, man, that's it. Okay. Well, there you go, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Um, so ramble about dumb yeah. shit. Yeah, whatever. We got through the pod. If you don't <laughs> like it, don't listen. I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Shut you up. You can't say that. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. No, you can't say that. We want them to listen. We can't. You can't try to redo what we did last week. That was fun. You can't try to redo that. <laughs> Dumbass. I'm trying to play good cop. I wanted to be good cop for once. Not this time, brother. <laughs> Not this time. Thank you for listening. To Word Bros. <laughs> we'll talk to you later, guys. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com.